Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star Sports Podcast presented by First Federal Bank. It's Thursday, June 23rd, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. Earlier this week, the Kansas City Current of the National Women's Soccer League held a ribbon-cutting ceremony for their new $18 million practice facility in Riverside. It's a beautiful place with plenty of room to add more fields and, we're told, some commercial development. On today's Sportsbeat KC, you'll hear from a handful of folks who attended the ceremony. We're going to start off with a player, veteran midfielder Kristen Edmonds. She spoke to the heart of the matter, what it means to have a facility dedicated to a women's club. It's believed to be the first of its kind in the world. After Edmonds, we'll hear from current owners Chris and Angie Long. They sat down with our star group that included columnists Vahe Gregorian and Sam McDowell. Also, NWSL Commissioner Jessica Berman was on hand to speak to the magnitude of the moment for women's soccer. Finally, to slightly shift gears, I caught up with Sporting KC coach Peter Vermees after Wednesday night's victory over Omaha Union in the U.S. Open Cup and asked him about Kansas City landing games in the 2026 World Cup. So, plenty of soccer talk today. Let's kick it around. So... Obviously, us as players, we got to see this a couple of days ago. Well, not just a couple of days ago. We've been training over there, seeing it being built uh, little by little. And now today's a huge moment for us. Um, but the other day we were in here having a little brunch. And I was sitting next to two rookies. And, you know, I'm, I've been in this league a few years now. Um, <laughs> but they asked me, they said, is this enough to keep you playing? And I kind of looked at them and I went, is a building enough to keep me playing? I'm not so sure. But then I went home and I kind of reflected on everything um, that I witnessed yesterday. And I kind of sat back and went, this isn't just a building for us. It's our new home. It's ours, something that we don't have to share with a men's side or a youth club, which as somebody else has mentioned already, isn't anywhere else in the US. I'm not even sure in the world. I mean, you have the biggest clubs in the world sharing everything, whether it's with a men's team or a youth side. So to be able to have this and call it our own um, is something super special for not just Kansas City, but to grow the women's game in general. Um, Something that our owners have always said is we want to be the best. We want people to want to come here, but not just come here. They want people to come and stay. And the only thing that this doesn't have in it is a time machine for me to get five years younger so I could play here a little longer. (laughs) Um, But they are well on their way to making Kansas City Current the absolute best club in the world and for anybody who wants to come here to play, to win championships. Um, They haven't left any stone unturned. I mean, you walk into our gym, our crest is on, our weights on our barbells. Um, Everything in here is insanely detailed. We even have teal tile in our bathroom. (laughs) Um, And they haven't, they've given us everything we need to, to come here and be a professional athlete. And I don't say that lightly because I've been a pro for a few years, but all that meant previously was that I just got paid to play. But now I can come here and truly be a pro on and off the field you know you come here and I don't have to drive to a gym to get a workout in or drive to get a massage because my legs are tired um (laughs) and they're tired often but um (laughs) 
they gave us a place to eat and they didn't just say, hey, you're going to be able to eat in here. They said, we're also going to get you a chef. How would you like your steak cooked? Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, you name it, we have it besides the time machine, um, which is incredible. And for somebody that's been around and been in sheds and on fields that are basically made of weeds, I mean, they gave us two incredible grass fields, but also a turf field, and they didn't just put any turf down. They put the best of the best. Everything outside and inside here is top-notch, and they want to be the best, and they're giving us the best, and it absolutely means a world to us as players, me personally as an individual, to see this and to still be here playing and to be able to be a part of this is something super special for me. We hear a lot that this is a player's first club, and... It's not the first time that I've heard that from a club, but it's the first time that I've lived it from a club. And that's saying a lot from Angie and Chris because whenever they say something, I believe them and their actions speak much, much louder than their words. And it's just starting with our training facility here. And um, I want to say thank you to you guys, but I also want to say congratulations because this is big time and you're changing the game, you know, not just for the Kansas City Current, but for all women soccer players all over the world. So thank you, congratulations, and I can't wait to come to work tomorrow. <laughs> okay, that was Kristen Edmonds, uh, veteran midfielder for the Kansas City Current. Now let's hear from current owners, Chris and Angie Long. Honestly, we had high expectations, and this has wildly exceeded those. Uh, I mean, it's got the wow factor. The you know, hair stands up on your arm. I mean, and then to see that all uh, completely verified by the players when they saw it for the first time, you know, on, on Sunday, it's hard. To you, know, you see the renderings and you're like, oh, wow, that's going to be so amazing if it looks like that. And then you see it in person and it's just, it's another level. Did you guys come over here pretty frequently as it was being built? Yeah, but there were 150 people days yeah. for the last bit. Uh-huh. And so every, I, if you missed a couple of days, you're like, whoa, they got all that done? I mean, they it were changed. working so, even, so hard. Even from Sunday to now, there's been changes, including the light lights, fixtures, yeah. and finishes. Yeah. Um, but uh, electricians were working double shifts. And, I mean, there was a wonderful community feel to get this to the point in which it is now. I mean, people work their butts off. Doing the double shifts reminds me, I wanted to make sure to ask you guys this. Was there actually an urgency to make it this week related to the Title IX anniversary this week, or not exactly, just sort of coincidental? No, I mean, this was obviously, it's a, it's a pretty powerful statement. Like, this yeah. is like the real physical embodiment of Title IX. So it was like, joyfully, we were able to open this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and it is a powerful statement in many ways right but that is that's that's a resounding one in its own right you've been I don't know how much you've thought about that directly in in all you're doing but is it has it informed a little bit your thinking um or just you guys are driven anyway it's kind of a natural evolution yeah like it's it's a it should have been there why did it take this long more more of a thought process but um you know it's fun to think about I think generationally I think about my mom wasn't even allowed to, to play sports right and I was but I was wearing the hand-me-down jerseys and our daughters look at this and I want to be a professional athlete you know and and so it's taken a while but it, it, it's so impactful it's changed everything what do you think it might do for the rest of the league I mean obviously not every not every team has something like this do you 
get the sense in talking to other owners and stuff that something like this might be replicated elsewhere? I mean, we've heard owners said to say, not jokingly, that you know we're raising the bar um, and you know elevating the sort of competitive um, situation because players. This is an unbelievable opportunity for a player to flourish and continue to maximize their, you know, their God-given ability and talent. Um, and people are going to want to come and be part of that. I think in casually talking to you the one time at the game specifically, we were, we were talking about this. I, I, I don't know if you guys have ever said this this directly, but I feel like your spirit is is that of a movement. I mean, is that overstating it the way you feel about how this speaks to that cause? there's a movement happening in the, in this country and I think that we're in a position to not only really ride that wave but push it because I feel like when these times happen you have to take advantage of them because there's times when there is no movement and so when there is you've got to push as hard as you can to make sure there's no going back. I wanted to ask you about it from a standpoint of attracting talent. What's the what's the potential for that with the, with every not just this but the stadium? Limitless. Um, multiple examples. We've had um, two of our most senior people over in Europe touring around talking to agents, players. Everyone now knows about Kansas City and the facilities equation. Um, you know, here domestically, um, the number of calls we get as to how can I figure out to, to play in Kansas City. Um, you know, we're only been doing this since you know, it's been 18 months. So that is a huge part of this. And look, at the end of the day, there's so many wonderful aspects to this, but we also want to win championships. And I think what's what's fun too is this is the recruitment tool that you want because you're recruiting the right people that fit your culture that are excited about nothing more than the ability to develop as a player, develop as a team. Obviously, the, the look of the building is amazing, I'm sure, inside of it too, but how does it just help the player develop? Well, you create a, a home away from home where they want to spend time. And as you tour this facility, whether it's the, the weight room or the players' lounge, or there's a lot that has to do with wellness from physical spaces to the fact that it's you know, cross-laminated timber and not steel. I mean, all of that aggregates up to I mean, a huge advantage. Go ahead, Blair. I was going to say, there's also a kind of a moment in time with the World Cup uh, on the calendar and the role that this might play, not might, will play in, in, in the World Cup, if you could just kind of speak generally to have this advantage. And I think we heard, didn't we hear that, that the World Cup officials were actually watching the dedic- the, uh, the oh, announcement? Oh, when you guys did the announcement yeah. at the stadium, right? They were, yeah. they were, they were watching yeah. the live stream. Kathy Nelson told us they, they watched the live stream of the press conference. Um, right. Wow. I'm so excited for the world to see the way in which we're raising the bar for the women's game um, because once you see this and you see the stadium and you experience it as you know, a country using it as a base camp or a host place um, there's, I think there's going to be a lot of additional people that start to invest the same way that, that you're feeling too I mean it just, just the, the way this is going to be in the spotlight then too and, and as part of Whatever's yeah, I mean, I think it's here. in the spotlight because we have um, we'll have two of the 
best facilities in the country, bar none, and they happen to be women's facilities, right? So that's an exciting, I think, story to tell. And that story really does remain to be told, right? I mean, as far as getting to any place where you have a specific sense of how these will be incorporated, I mean, it, it's, I imagine that's a ways off. We, we don't know exactly, but we know they're very interested in, in um, you know, having a lot of best-in-class facilities is incredibly important to FIFA because when they come to our city, their countries need a place to train. So the fact that we, you know, we have two professional teams that each have a stadium, soccer teams that each have a stadium and a training center is is a big benefit because just to have facilities at that level. Yeah, um, they basically, they, the way it works, I'm sure Kathy or Catherine described it, is that they, they come in and basically take control of the facility more or less. Um, so the more... Uh, options they have as far as that kind of high-level infrastructure, the more attractive you look. Um, so uh, we can't and, wait for them being here. And, and, and FIFA has made it very clear that growing the women's game is a big priority for them. And so now they have this is another way to to showcase and highlight um, you know, reasons to grow the women's game. Right? I actually feel bad asking you this today, but do you have any further <laughs> idea of when the groundbreaking might be on the uh, on the stadium itself? Yeah, no, we do. Okay. Well, well, like, what like, are you doing for us Early fall. Early fall, we'll break ground. And then, um, Tentative dates October 3rd. Okay, we'll, okay. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll come out with more precise. Yeah. So we're completely yeah. on track to, yeah. to hit every one of those deadlines and then um, finish up late 23 to open for the 24 season. Did you guys get to join the players as they were walking through here? We that did. was like well, back against well, the wall. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, we just we let them just take control of it as they should because it's their facility, and we stood stood in the back and uh, I mean just hearing hear the comments and you know the oh my gods and that kind of thing. It's priceless. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. And it's funny because they you know they've been training right here, right? And so they've been watching it go up. We haven't let them go inside, and, okay. and I think they were like even though we saw it being built, we had no idea it was this. Incredible. Oh, that's great! That's yeah, great. That I didn't really realize fun. that. The the design itself. Did you, did you take the best aspects of uh, certain facilities, or just um, uh, what? Uh, how was it designed? We we did a lot of facilities tours, yes. Yes, and yeah. um, you know, just making sure that we had every need that of the players could be met. And so, obviously, we've got a great facility here in Kansas City, um, in sportings training facility. We toured Austin's facility, and we talked to a lot of teams and a lot of operators. And, we, and you know, they also rested on experts. So, for example, you know, our performance coach, and what do we need right. in a weight room? Our physical therapist, you know, what do we need as far as the, the recovery? Um, the players we talked to about what are the things that they want to see in it most. I mean, you know, and even, you know, you get sort of interesting comments. Well, I want this in the, you know, um, servery or the player's lounge. I want... We try to incorporate it all. Um, you know, you can't get everything, but I feel like we probably got 99.9% of the way there. Is there anything, like, for you guys specifically that you guys really wanted to see? <laughs> well, you know, I wanted the connection with the front office. I think we're one organization, and that is such a big deal. So the ground floor is all for the players, and the upstairs is for, for the front office. And I think both sides of the business, understanding the purpose of each other and why they're here uh, is, is, is important. And I think we're we're really lucky to be able to do that. I don't think all organizations get to necessarily start from scratch and design yeah. it that way. Yeah, yeah.
my thoughts drift all the time to the picture of people coming into the new airport and coming down, seeing the stadium as they come into town. I, I know that's maybe it's a side point, but I, I, I imagine your thoughts must picture that. that the first moment. thing you're going to see yeah. when you come into Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 we think about that a lot. It's, uh, it's so exciting. And that's why you're going to have, use the term, I think, lights on a lot uh, for other events. I don't think you meant just leave the lights on unless there's an event going on, though, right? Or, or will it be? Well, we, we had a great, uh, <laughs> so at the, at the sports commission dinner, which. Uh, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah that's where you heard. So yeah. missed you. Um, the, the gentleman who kind of emceed the whole thing, he made you know, comment about, please leave the lights on for me. <laughs> and I just said, well, the lights will be on as much as we possibly can have them on. Okay. We do want to program it a lot. Yeah. Um, I mean, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's an amazing community asset. So we very much want it to be, to be used, both the, the entire stadium and the, and, the, and the pitch, but also just the, the concourse and all the other amenities to have those open 365. Well, and also picture this. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's why I was just going that's to ask you more about that. I picture this like, you know, we, we were getting all these great events, right? We've got the draft. We, of course, got the World Cup. We've got more NCAA stuff. We've got rugby. Um, and then you just supercharge it with... You know, everything from D2 championships to lacrosse to, um, you know, we're already putting in stuff for NCAA, uh, you know, Women's World Cup, uh, College Cup Championship, things like that. So I just, it's it's going to be a really, I think, a di- great addition to the overall environment we already got going. Buying your first home is a huge milestone, but the journey there can be confusing. First Federal Bank of Kansas City is here to make it simple. After nearly a century of serving the KC community, our loan advisors have experience in every type of housing market. With a short phone call, we can give you a free rate quote and talk through loan options. No pressure, no obligation. The road to home ownership can be simple with First Federal Bank. Get started with a free quote at ffbkc.com homes. First Federal Bank of Kansas City, because banking is personal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. Here is NWSL Commissioner Jessica Berman, who was on hand for the ceremony. She held court with reporters after the event, and I asked her just to sum up the day. I think uh, the dirty secret of professional sports is that facilities are the key to unlocking our potential. And I don't think people generally think of facilities as particularly sexy, but they become the foundation upon which communities can really rally around and have a tangible representation of real investment that's being made. We have a building here, which is more than a building. It's a representation of what the Longs have decided to invest in this community and hopefully set the standard, not just in our league, as you heard Kristen say, but globally. Along those lines, how much do you feel like, I mean, this really symbolizes a movement, doesn't it? I think it's a, a representation of other examples to come showing that they're willing to make this kind of investment in their athletes and in the team and in the community really shows that the proof of concept that women's sports is a business business to invest in should be behind us and we 
point of scaling and growing as we really unlock the potential of the NWSL as the best league in the world. Do you, do you see this as being um, a, a nice symmetry with the 50th anniversary of Title IX this week? I mean, could there be a better time to reflect on the progress we've made? Um, one of the things that we've been talking about a lot in our office is not only celebrating the last 50 years, but thinking about ways to make sure that we ensure that Title IX is doing its job for the next 50 years. And we've had some conversations internally about how we can do that, but we have to be honest about the fact that were it not for Title IX, our league wouldn't be here, the WNBA wouldn't be here. Really, none of women's sports in America would be able to be doing what we all see happening as not just a moment, but a movement. And you talk about scalability. You look at this, you look at Angel City. Um, what does it do in terms of, you know, setting the bar for future expansion teams as well as, you know, the conversation you have when you're trying to set up partnerships and sponsorships for the league nationally? Yeah, facilities will be a key component of how we look at our next expansion team. We have to be sure that our athletes are able to have world-class facilities for training. We have to be sure that our teams are in in a position to be able to control their own destiny. Some of the challenges that we face as a league that have impacted us, including with respect to our schedule, are the result, the direct result of the fact that we are tenants in many buildings and we don't have the ability to control our schedule and to command the dates that we all want and the times of day to be able to play that we all want. It's going to take time to fix that as a league, but it's this is a real sort of moment inflection point for us to say that we're going to work towards the world-class standard that the Longs are setting here in Kansas City. Do you also foresee it impacting perhaps broadcast deals in terms of, you know, in stadiums you're able to control camera setup more, maybe it looks better for national broadcast, that sort of thing? Yeah, one of the priorities for me coming in is really to have a centralized approach to the way that our teams operationalize their business on a local level and to have consistency in the way that we operate with respect to all areas of our business, not just broadcast, but training facilities and other game operations that have a direct impact operationally and from a business perspective. Do you think this puts women's soccer ahead of other sports? I mean, in terms of the investment we're starting to see now that you hope takes off. I mean, it's got to be an interesting message to the world. I think the level of investment is certainly turning heads, right? We're hearing it from media partners. We're hearing it from sponsors. We're hearing it globally. I mean, people are talking about Kansas City in Europe, and that might not otherwise be happening were it not for what the Longs are doing here in this community. What was your reaction when you heard that Kansas City was announced as a World Cup site? I mean, not surprised, I guess, uh, in part because FIFA would make determinations like that based on communities that are investing in their community and are proven to be soccer communities, and facilities really should be high on the list in terms of how they determine where those sites are awarded. Um, super excited to see that here. I think the rising tide will lift all boats, particularly in this instance and for the Kansas City Current. All right, here's Peter Vermees on Kansas City landing World Cup games in 2026. It was, it was a little surreal, to be honest. Yeah. You know, it just felt a little surreal. I, almost like I didn't even know that they were... It happened so fast on the TV that that's why I, think I was taken back. I, I really felt that we were getting it I, because I, because I truly think that we deserve it. So, um, 
but it also is a culmination of uh, it's also a culmination of a vision that was you know I don't know 17 years in the making if you will I mean when we when we were talking about building this stadium uh, the whole idea was to bring the highest quality soccer to Kansas City you know I know we you know we use the uh, soccer capital of the world but I, I would say we're we're, we're a destination for soccer, right? And we, I think that's been created. That was the vision. It was to bring high-quality you know, games, high-quality soccer to the area based on the stadium, based on our, you know, the infrastructure that we created with facilities and all that stuff. And I think it's, it's the excitement and, the, and the, the, the pride of knowing that, you know, you, you really set out to do this and it actually has come true. You, you know, you're right. They built, they built this and, uh, it, it, and invested... In, in facilities and everything, but you had to win too, and that, that's pretty important. No, no doubt. I think you have you have to. I think you have to do two things. One is you you have to you have to play an entertaining style because people don't want to come see you know shitty game, right? right. They, they want to, they, they want to know that the players on the field they're going to work and they're going to they're going to like tonight like you're, you're going to go for it. You're going to try. You're going to do everything you can. That, that's the first thing, and then and then you have to win for sure. And I think those two things. There's no doubt that that then segues into a fan base, a, a cult following, a, a excitement for the game of soccer, and 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 for the team. Any idea how it's going to work um, with the the, the the 16 groups of three and? I don't yet. Um, I, I got to assume you're going to have probably two teams at least here that are. Sort of, this is their home base in the in, in the group stage, yeah. and then you know there'll be movement. But I also think that we're I, I have a feeling that you know we'll be in the knockout stage. Um, I feel that. Um, I know that there's different things that are out there until they announce everything officially. But I think we will. Um, and then I I just wonder who's going to want to continue to stay and use this kind of as their. You know, the home base, but then because it's you know, after the thirty-two. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I figured. That's why they announced it in regions, and they emphasize teams are going to be in regions. I imagine. And, and this is, I mean, obviously, it's a great location right in the middle of the country, right. so right. Yeah, it's going to be good. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Randy Mason, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. A shout out to our sponsor, First Federal Bank. Their website is ffbkc.com. Today's morning sports edition was packed with coverage about last night's Stanley Cup victory by the Colorado Avalanche, updates on the College World Series, a big NBA draft preview, and plenty of local coverage. Go to liveedition.kansascity.com for more information. Hey, we don't do this without you. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC.